This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hog Sports Recruiting Podcast. I'm Danny West of hogsports.com, and on today's show, we're talking quarterbacks. Really a hot topic right now. I get asked about it a lot, whether it's on the message boards, Twitter, any radio show I might jump on. Everybody wants to know what's happening with the quarterback position. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down, take a closer look, and maybe give my thoughts on several of these guys and where Arkansas stands with them as of today. So we'll do that. We'll try to answer any leftover mailbag questions from last week. Feel free to jump back to last Friday, I think, is when the mailbag story went out. And check that out on hogsports.com. But let's start with this quarterback conversation. You know, quarterback is almost always the most talked about position group of any class, and that's especially true at Arkansas this year for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's because they didn't take one in 2022, this past class. They did not sign a quarterback. First time in 10 years Arkansas went without a quarterback in a class. So that doesn't happen too often around here or or anywhere for that matter. So I think when that happens, when you skip a year at quarterback, the hope becomes, well, we're going to make up for it in a big way next year. We're going to get, you know, a top 10 type quarterback in the country. So you've got that at play. And then secondly, the current depth on campus, you're down to three scholarship quarterbacks one of which is your starter who's going to have a chance to get out of here after this year, coming off one of the best seasons ever by an Arkansas quarterback. If K.J. Jefferson, of course, does anything remotely close to that, he's going to have a shot to leave after this coming season. So you look at what's behind him, and it's Malik Hornsby, who we all know is a freak show of an athlete. We know what he can do as a runner, but he's 5 of 12 passing for his career in his first two years here. I think it's fair to say uh, they're waiting on him to take that next step as a passer. Until then, there's somewhat of a question mark there. And then, of course, Lucas Coley behind him, redshirt freshman who hasn't played yet. So I know they've added some quality walk-ons in, in Cade Renfro, who unfortunately tore his knee up pretty bad in December. Hopefully he's rehabbing well. And then Cade Fortin, who transferred in from South Florida in January. So really an important cycle for a lot of reasons, and uh, we know that so far they've offered 18, by our count anyway, 18 quarterbacks for the 2023 cycle. Six of those have committed already, so that leaves two-thirds. And uh, I really don't have a game plan on how to start this. I think I'll just start with the highest-ranked 2023 guys that they've offered, and, and we'll just jump down the list one by one. But I will tell you first, I think they're swinging for the fences, uh, honestly. I think they've, they're have they going to be thorough. They're going to do their best to make sure they're, they're getting the right guy as opposed to taking one early. I know there's some benefit to that, you know, trying to get a guy on board 
and and hoping that he's going to be the bell cow for your class. There is some value in that. But it's more important to get this thing right, and I think you're seeing them swing for the fences, probably waiting to see if they can get a couple of these guys on campus this spring for visits and, and seeing where it goes from there. So that might help explain somewhat of the, if you want to call it a delay, I still consider this relatively early in the recruiting calendar, especially when you think about guys like KJ who committed in May. Lucas Coley was a, a June commitment. So keep that in mind, but I do think they're they're doing their best to swing for the fences on some of these national recruits. And we'll start with one in particular. That's Dante Moore, composite five-star from Detroit, Michigan, MLK High School in Detroit. Now, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen a ton that makes me believe Arkansas is seriously a, a legitimate contender for Dante. I know Arkansas would love to get a visit from him, but who wouldn't? I mean, this dude's a composite five-star. I do think there's a connection with Butler Benton, Arkansas's executive director of recruiting. He's from that part of the country. I think Butler is actually from Detroit, so a uh, slight connection there. And then, of course, Arkansas went by there during the contact period, swung by his school anyway. So they've been mentioned here and there, but I'm not ready to call Arkansas a, a true contender. Now, uh, he recently took a trip to Oregon. I do know that. That's a long, long way from Detroit, so you know the interest in Oregon is real. Michigan, of course, being the home state school, uh, you know they're going to be up there. I know they recently lost their coordinator, so that could hurt them with Dante. We'll see. Michigan State, obviously another home state school. They've already taken the quarterback from uh, Lake Travis, Bo. I forget Bo's last name, but he's he's their guy so far. Then you got, for Dante, you've got Clemson, Miami, Penn State, Notre Dame. I keep seeing the same schools mentioned in no particular order, not speaking for the kid, obviously, but uh, I think those could be some others to watch. And then I haven't heard of any potential visit to Arkansas yet, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I would say don't get your hopes up. I know it's you perk up when you hear a five-star quarterback, but I would say temper the expectations until further notice on that one. And that's kind of the same deal for this next guy on the list, Jaden Rashada. Composite five-star out of Pittsburgh, California. Again, I I think they're going to do everything they can to get a visit out of him. They offered Jaden back in September. He came out with a top ten in December and actually put Arkansas in that group. Now, last week he said half of the schools in that initial top ten will not be there in the next cut. I tend to believe Arkansas could struggle to, to hang around for Jaden. No surprise, really, a lot of Pac-12 flavor in that initial top 10. Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA and Washington all made the initial cut. Now he's added a Stanford offer. He said they're going to be in the next cut. Outside of that, Oklahoma seems to be a player. Penn State's up there. It seems like they've been mentioned quite a bit. So another guy who's from a long, long way away from Fayetteville. It's going to be tough to get him here on campus. That's not to say it's impossible. But so far, I haven't heard that, that he's made any visit plans with Arkansas. And I would say it could be tough to hang around for him. All right, this next guy is one that I do consider a strong possibility for Arkansas in this year's class, and that's Avery Johnson. He's a composite four-star out of Mays, Kansas. Dual threat, about 6'2", 170. He's been here three times. There's a lot that makes sense here. He's already made three trips. 
the proximity to home, about four, four and a half hours, the fact that Arkansas offered him so early in the process, April 26th of last year, they've been on him for a while. And then, of course, you think about his last visit here in January. He seemed really, really comfortable. He talked about that in the interview. You know, he's comfortable not only with the staff, but in Fayetteville. And I think that's, you know, it's why I say there's such a big difference between getting them here for a prospect day type event versus what you get, what you might experience from a game day or a camp. You know, there are benefits to all of them, but, and you take what you can get, but those prospect days allow you a little more one-on-one time. You know, on a game day Saturday, yes, they get to experience the game day atmosphere, obviously, and if you win a big game or something, that can go a long way, but Coaches are a little bit busy on Saturdays in the fall, and they're they're spaced out, they're spread out, and trying to say hi to every parent and coach that brought the kids. And it's, it can be tough. And it's the same deal for a camp when you got 200 kids on campus. You can be spread out a little too thin, whereas, you know, you get, I don't know, 15, 20 priority kids on campus for a prospect day. You could spend quite a bit more time with them. So I think there's that aspect to it. Just a lot that makes sense when you step back and and think about it. Now, I know people want to know about a timeline. Avery told us in his last interview that he plans on having it done prior to his senior year. So that would tell you at some point this spring or summer he's going to make a move. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think if Arkansas ends up being his choice, you ought to be happy with it, you know, to go out and, and get a four-star quarterback with a lot of potential and yeah he's gonna have to get bigger and stronger there's gonna be an adjustment if he's the quarterback to the SEC level but he's a smart kid he's he's a confident dude there's a lot to like there a really good athlete you saw him go up and get himself a dunk over the weekend pretty impressive there so tells you a lot about his athleticism and there's a lot to like and a lot that makes sense to me on the surface so definitely Going to consider Avery Johnson a strong candidate on this list. All right, moving on, we got Jabari Johnson. He's a six foot, 200 pound composite four star out of Tacoma, Washington. Now, this is a guy they offered last June, June 4th of last year. So he was really high on what he saw from KJ Jefferson this past year. How could you not be? And that's another aspect to that. When you have a quarterback that, that goes out and produces like that, and gets to play with the freedom that Kendall Browse gives him, some of the instinct-type stuff that K.J. gets to play with. I think that stands out to a lot of guys, and Jabari seems to be one of those guys. But as of the latest update from our guy Brandon Huffman, shout-out to B. Huff, Johnson did not mention Arkansas in the group of schools that he plans to attend the spring. So I think it was all Pac-12, which really doesn't surprise you because he's from Tacoma, Washington. So... That's another one that would, you know, I'll make it quick. It would surprise me for Arkansas, to be honest. That's not to say they can't get him on campus, but so far we haven't haven't seen that develop. All right, next up, let's talk about Marcel Reed. Boy, I like this kid. 6'1", 175 out of Nashville, Tennessee, Montgomery Bell High School in Nashville. Now, he's a three-star according to the composite rankings, but we've got him as a four-star, and i got to tell you, think we got it right I can see why we've got him as a four matter of fact I would encourage everybody anytime you hear me talk about any of these guys watch their film you know look them up 
see what you think. I want to hear what you think about some of these guys. That's part of what makes it fun on Hog Sports. And uh, but I would highly encourage you watch this guy. He's just fun to watch. He's he's wiry. He's going to have to fill out too in college. They're probably going to shorten up his his throwing motion a little bit. But just a dynamic athlete, absolute slingshot of an arm. There there's some throws. On that junior film, some of the first few throws, I think it's his second or third play on that on that film, just a dead sprint away from pressure. He's rolling right. They're in the red zone, rolling right, dead sprint, throws it against his body, kind of one of those oh-no type throws, but just a perfect strike in the back of the end zone on the run. There's a lot to like about him. His dad was the head coach at Tennessee State. Um they offered this kid on December 16th, and on January 27th, he actually tweeted at Coach Browse with a graphic that, that Arkansas sent him and said, hey, Coach, can't wait to get up there and put on that jersey. So this could be one that, you know, when we talk about waiting to see if they can get some of these guys on campus, he might be one of them. A lot of competition here. Alabama offered, Georgia offered, Baylor, Florida, Miami, Ole Miss, A&M offered, Tennessee He's got a lot of really good options, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him if they're trying to get this guy on campus as soon as possible. He's really, really – somebody's going to get a fantastic player out of Marcel Reed. Here's another guy that I really like and I think you ought to pay close attention to, and that's Malachi Singleton, another composite three-star, but a 24-7 sports four-star. 6'1", 220, a different build than just about every other guy we're talking about here. He's stocky, but 6'1", 220 out of North Cobb High School in Kennesaw, Georgia, which uh, produced Sam Bakke, four-star wide receiver for Arkansas in this past class. And, you know, he's he's uh, an explosive, stocky, strong athlete, another super impressive junior film. You've got to like the competition he's going against. I think he could be absolutely perfect for Kendall Browse. I see what they like about him. You know, they here's what's funny to me. Arkansas offered Malachi in September, early September. They got him up here for a visit November 6th for the win over Mississippi State. Now, if you think about that game, <clears throat> excuse me, with under a minute left, Arkansas is on about the 10-yard line, no timeouts left. On the 10 of Mississippi State, K.J., Got into trouble, lost ground about eight yards. He's got two dudes around him, somehow gets away. The ball's just flailing in the air. He somehow brings it down, bounces off of another guy, and almost scored on that play. Got it down inside the five. Arkansas went ahead, punched it in, and, and won the game. But that play in particular, that's the kind of play you want to have Malachi in the stands for because he's got a little bit of that in his game, you know, where he just kind of creates, I guess, and – I could see what they like about him. Um, here's a guy who already visited. Mal- Malachi told me he's coming back in April for another visit, so keep keep an eye on this guy. Uh, he's definitely one that I've got circled in terms of possibilities to be the quarterback in this class. I think you got to mention Malachi Singleton, but a lot of competition there too. We know Georgia offered. I'm not sure where he sits on Georgia's board. I mean, they're in the mix for a lot of really, really big-time dudes, including Arch Manning, who you may have heard of. But Virginia Tech, UCF, Miami, Louisville, Georgia Tech, or just a few others in the mix for Malachi. But 
yeah, uh, he's got to be circled. He's got to be mentioned as a guy that's that's a legitimate possibility for this year's class. And I'll be as curious as anybody to see what comes of that that visit in April. If they if that actually happens, if he makes it to campus, that'll definitely have my attention. There's one more I want to mention here, and that's Vic Sutton out of Central High School, Madison, Mississippi. You know, he visited last June. He came back for the uh, the Auburn game in Octo- October 16th. And honestly, I haven't seen or heard of a lot of movement with, with Vic since then. I've talked to him as late as, I don't know, late last week, I think. And he told me he didn't have anything set up yet, but he would let me know what his, his spring visit plans. And um, I don't know. So until I see him back on campus, I'd probably tend to pump the brakes a little bit. You know, he didn't come up in January. That could be for any number of reasons. A lot of kids can't make it in January. So uh, curious to see if he makes it back to campus this spring. And if so, I think we're right back to – considering him a a strong contender as well. But I knew I'd get asked about him. I didn't mention him in great detail there, but wanted to make sure I threw that in. All right, probably a good time for a break because I need some water, if you couldn't tell. But be back in a minute. We'll jump into a few mailbag questions and uh, wrap this thing up. Appreciate you listening. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we're back. It's time for the mailbag. Got a few remaining questions from last week's mailbag that I didn't answer in the mailbag story last Friday. Again, you can find that on the site if you missed it, but first one comes from Dallas Hog 87 He's asking about the young man from Houston, first name Maurice. Has the ship sailed since Carter left? Okay, so we're talking about 2024 safety Maurice Williams out of Shadow Creek High School, Pearl in Texas. Same, it's Houston. Um, you know, he came up last June, came to camp, don't think he participated. I think it was just more of a visit, but really enjoyed it, really stood out to him. He tried to get back several times throughout the season. It just didn't work for, you know, scheduling conflicts. His high school schedule just couldn't work. Had some 11 a.m. kickoffs. That's a tough trip. 
then he had a another January 29th trip scheduled to Arkansas, and that one fell through too. So I think it's going to be really tough, man. Now, this is the number 17 overall prospect in the country. He's going to have tons of competition, already does, and you'd sure like to see him get back on campus like soon. And I, I've talked to Maurice. I've talked to his father. I know they're working to get back up here this spring, so we'll see if that happens. But until then, I don't love the chances, but you're you're still in the ball game. Just going to be really key to get him on campus and introduce him to Coach Bowman, right, the new defensive backs coach. Until then, could be tough to get him. All right, moving on, we've got a question about – Micah Tease. This comes from C. Will, 8248. What would you say are the chances with Micah Tease? I know he was here when Has committed, but it was pretty low-key about being in Fayetteville. Yeah, this is another one. I hate to burst bubbles, but four-star wide receiver out of Tulsa, Washington, 5'11", 180, number 168 overall in the country, according to the composite. He's got two crystal ball predictions, two Oklahoma, not surprising you know an Oklahoma kid with an Oklahoma offer always going to be tough and it's not like a case where like with Luke obviously he had family ties to Arkansas and a lot of positive things going on for the Razorbacks with that one but yeah Micah's going to be tough to get now he's been here twice um, at least twice that I'm aware of so wouldn't shock me if he comes back again and definitely wouldn't shock me if they get an official visit from Micah but can't sit here and say I love their chances. think Notre Dame, Oklahoma, going to be really tough to beat. However, long way out. I know Kenny Guyton's going to be working him really, really hard, so we'll see what happens. That's another case, though, where you could end up potentially with the number one and number three players from uh, two different states. Um, Avery Johnson and, and Jaden Ham, of course, would give you one and three in Kansas, and Luke and Micah would potentially give you one and three in Oklahoma. That's just really – that's a mouthful. It's just tough for me to believe that's going to happen. Never say never, but that would be really tough to pull off in my opinion. All right, next up we got Ann Arkey. That's A-R-K-I-E, not bad. And they ask about – C.J. Turner. Do we offer C.J. Turner? All right, so C.J. is a 2023, I call him a hybrid. He's a linebacker, 6'1", 210, out of Star City, Arkansas, Twinkletown. We've got him as a 88, number 43 in the country at linebacker, and number four overall in the state. He's got Arkansas State, Colorado, Jackson State, Kansas, Memphis, and Tulane have offered. Arkansas brought him up for a prospect day last month. You know, uh, C.J. got hurt as a junior this past year, so I think they they want to take their time and, and make sure he's 100% good to go. Probably a guy that they bring back to camp. He ran really, really well at camp last year. Matter of fact, like it really blew me away. I had no idea he could run like that. So if he's healthy and everything's good to go, you know, I can't guarantee anything, and I hate to – Put it out there, yeah, they're going to offer so-and-so and get hopes up. So I can't do that, but he's definitely, if I had to list a few guys that I would say might be next, he might be at the top of that list. Next up, we got Average Strange asking about the wide receiver from Newport. Is Arkansas going to take a look? 
Yes, they are taking a look at Isaiah Kendall. He's 6'4", 175. He's a composite four-star, number two in the state of Arkansas, according to the composite. And 24-7 Sports has him as a high three-star with a grade of 88, number three in the state. He's got offers from UCA, Florida Atlantic, Kansas, Middle Tennessee State, Pitt. Pittsburgh is offered. Don't see that a lot in Arkansas, but it's starting to uh, pick up over the last couple of years. Um, Isaiah, of course, he may be kind of the offensive version of C.J. Turner in the state this year. Might have to come to camp, improve it a little bit. You know, he's got to get bigger, but he's pretty slim at 6'4", 175. But, man, he's shown out this offseason. Tons of athletic ability. It wouldn't surprise me at all. He's another one. It wouldn't shock me. If those two in particular end up with an offer, it definitely wouldn't surprise me in this class. Okay, that's enough mailbag. I'll get to the rest of them there on the site. But I'm going to wrap this thing up with a brand new segment I like to call Dadgum of the Week. And my first Dadgum of the Week goes to Eric Musselman. Now, Curtis Wilkerson, of course, covers basketball. We've established that, and he does it better than anybody going right now, in my opinion. But I'm going to have to speak on this because I've got a little bit of crow to eat here, and I don't mind doing it. Earlier this year, they lost five of six games. They got killed by Oklahoma. Hofstra came into North Little Rock and beat them, started 0-3 in league play, lost to Vandy at home. And one night, I got on one of those Twitter spaces. It's a new thing. So I jumped on there to hear what the fans were talking about. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be seen. But somebody saw me, and they turned me into a speaker. And kind of put me on the spot a little bit, to be honest. I was holding my kid at the time, about 9.30 at night. And they asked me, Danny, is there any way you see Arkansas basketball turning this thing around and getting back on track? And I said, no. No. They're a mess. They've got no identity. They're a mess. I don't see it. Well, dadgum. Here they are. Not only did they turn it around, I think they're a legitimate Final Four contender, and I can't believe it. It's You've heard the phrase on Monday Night Football, they've got a little segment called, You Got Mossed? Well, I got must. I, I wrote them off, and, and that was stupid. I'm an idiot. They're as good as anybody right now. And I'll take the crow. My wife asked me, she said, hey, you think this is finally the year that Arkansas and Kansas are going to, you know, she's a Jayhawk, they're going to finally meet in the tournament? And I said, baby, you don't want that. You don't want that. Because I've seen Kansas as almost as much as I've seen Arkansas this year. They don't want that. Arkansas beat them by double digits. No doubt about it. So they're as good as anybody right now. We'll see if they can keep it going. They're probably going to lose another couple games. Got an extremely tough schedule, extremely tough conference. But, man, that's what a job. What a job. I'll take my crow. I owned it for all my buddies that wanted me to do it. There you have it. I don't mind it. Anyway, that'll do it for the show. I appreciate everybody listening. Give me a thumbs up or a like or whatever Trey Biddy tells you to do. Please do that for the podcast, and we appreciate it. We'll see you on hogsports.com. Thanks again.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.